Okay. We are in. Daniel. Anybody know what chapter we're in? Seven. No. Eight. No. Six. No. Nine. <laughs> John did last week with you. Chapter seven and eight, right? About who? And what did we do the week before? What chapter are we in? Nine. Chapter 9. What did we do the week before? Uh, we learned about the goat and the ram. That was last week. Oh. We learned about, we learned about the monsters that came from the seas. That was um, last week. The Medes week. and the Persians broke in. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They killed Belshazzar, and then there was like the writing on the Yeah, wall. and there's a yeah. sign. It was like, I mean, you're going to die. And then they're like, oh, okay, we're going to kill But that was three <laughs> weeks ago. What did you do two weeks ago? <laughs> what did we do? Hold on. I can do math. Don't be subtract two from It was me. What did we do last oh. time? Daniel in the lion's den. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's I right. That. I remember. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Who likes math? <laughs> well, I like it. You like math? Like math. You like math? You don't like no. math? You like math? I don't like it. I get candy. This <laughs> lesson <laughs> is all about math. Mathematics. We'll see how smart you are. <laughs> so you can figure this out. I know all my symbols, I think. Okay, start reading chapter 9. Here we go. Verse 1. In the first year of Darius the son of Ahasuerus, of the seed of the Medes, which was made king over the realm of the Chaldeans. In the first year of his reign, I, Daniel, understood by books the number of years whereof the word of the Lord came to Jeremiah, the prophet, that he would accomplish 70 years in the desolations of Okay, I'll stop right there. Look up Jeremiah 25, 11, and 12. Look up Jeremiah 29, 10. Daniel says, I was reading the Bible. That's what he said. I was reading the Bible, and I learned something when I read the Bible. Imagine that. You can learn things when you read the Bible. And he says, I found out something about 70 years. So he was reading the book of Jeremiah, and we can see where he was reading. Jeremiah 25, 11, and 12. Go ahead. Should I do 11 and 12? Yes. <laughs> and this whole land shall be a desolation and an astonishment. And these nations shall serve the king of Babylon 70 years. And it 
shall come to pass when seven years are accomplished that I will punish the king of Babylon and the nations. Safe the Lord for their inequity and the land of the Chaldeans, and it will make it Okay, so Daniel was taken captive from where? Jerusalem. He came from Jerusalem as a young boy. He was taken captive. Who took him captive? Chaldeans and Nebuchadnezzar. Same thing. All right, and he took him captive and took him to where? Babylon. Babylon. Okay. Uh, what happened in Jerusalem? The temple, or the whole... It, it, it got destroyed. Entirely destroyed. Until there's no foundations, no nothing, just a pile of rubble, and the whole city was all that was left. A pile of rubble. But it's entirely destroyed. And the main building in Jerusalem was? The temple. The temple. And that was also destroyed, right? Yes. No. No. Yes, 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 it was. Yes, yes, it was. yes. Took this stuff, remember? Oh, yeah. Right. Right. So, Daniel is now an old man. He's reading, and he finds in the Bible that there's 70 years that this captivity that they're in is going to last. Now, you read yours. For thus saith the Lord that after seventy years be accomplished that thou Babylon, I will visit you and perform my good good words towards you in causing you to return to this place. So Jeremiah tells also that seventy years later you get to go home. The Jews get to go home after 70 years in captivity. And so that's what he finds out when he's reading. All right, now back to chapter 9, verse 3. And I set my face unto the Lord God to seek by prayer and supplication with fasting and sackcloth and ashes. And I prayed unto the Lord my God and made my confession and said, O Lord, the great and dreadful God, keeping the covenant and mercy to them that loved him and them that kept his commandments. We have sinned and have committed iniquity and have done wickedly and have rebelled even thy departing from thy precepts and from thy Who belongeth to Susan of faith, who 
our kings, to our princes, and to our fathers, because we have sinned against you. To the Lord our God belong mercies and forgiveness, though we have rebelled against him. Neither have we obeyed the voice of the Lord our God to walk in his laws, which he set before us by his servants, the prophets. Okay. So Daniel's praying a prayer. What's the prayer? What's he doing? More than that. Who exactly? Huh? Is he saying him? Well, he includes Everybody. himself, but who? The Jerusalem. The people from Jerusalem. He said the reason the place got destroyed was why? Why did it get destroyed? They were sinning. In what way? Anybody know? <laughs> they were they cheating the people. Well, not really. They were worshiping idols. They'd make a big old idol and set it right up inside the, the temple. They did a lot of that. And the prophet said you can't do that. Remember Elijah the prophet? Remember what he did? Prophets of Baal, right? There's 450 prophets of Baal and Elijah. And they have a contest. Who can call down fire from heaven? So the 450 guys jump and scream and yell all day, cut themselves with knives, nothing. Elijah says, okay, God, I'm ready, and the fire falls. So they proved that God is real and these false gods. It didn't matter. People could do it anyway. They do whatever they feel like doing. They rebel, and so they got their destroyed and they're carried off captive. And he's apologizing. He's saying to God, I'm sorry that we did what we did. We should not have done it. All right, and he's apologizing. He's asking it's a call, a prayer of repentance. All right, so let's start at verse 21. Yeah, whilst I was speaking in prayer, even with the man Gabriel, whom I had seen in a vision at the beginning, when he caused to fly quickly, touched me about the time of the evening adoration. Okay, so he's praying, and somebody comes up and, hey. And he opens his eyes, and it's Gabriel. Gabriel's an angel. Anybody know what else Gabriel did? What? He told Mary that he was that she was going to name her yeah, son Jesus. Gabriel's the angel who brings information to humans. All right, he's a messenger, and so he comes down and says, "Hey, Daniel," and he says, "Is at the time of the evening oblation." Anybody know what time that is? Three o'clock. Oh. Every day there's a morning sacrifice in Jerusalem at nine o'clock, and at three o'clock is the evening sacrifice. I right, say so the nine in the morning, three in the evening. All right, and so he says it's time of the evening sacrifice. Was there any evening sacrifice then? No. Why? Why? Why is there no sacrifice? Like Justice Day, there wasn't one, or like they didn't do it yet? Because the temple is Oh, yeah. Temple's gone. There's no place to sacrifice. The temple's been destroyed, okay? 
so it's three o'clock and there should be a sacrifice, but there isn't one because what they did was wrong and they had to pay for it. Verse 22. That's what he does. He gives information. Okay. At the beginning of thy supplication, the commandment came forth, and I am come to, to show thee, for thou art greatly beloved. Therefore, understanding the matter and consider the vision. Seventy weeks are determined upon thy people and upon thy holy city to finish the transgression and to make the end of sin and to make reconciliation for inquity inquity and and to bring in everlasting righteousness and to seal up the vision and prophecy to the anointed the most holy okay so gabriel says you got 70 weeks all right let's go on Uh, 25, we're at. Is that where we are? Yeah. yeah. 25. Know therefore the, and understand that from the going forth of the commandment to restore and build Jerusalem unto the Messiah, the prince shall be seven weeks and three score and two weeks. The street shall be built again, and the wall even in troublous times. And after three score and two weeks shall Messiah be cut off, but not from himself. And the people, the people of the prince that shall come shall destroy the city and the sanctuary. And the end thereof shall be with a flood, and unto the end of the war desolations are returned. And he shall confirm in the covenant of for the one week, and in the midst of the week, he shall cause the sacrifice and the ob oblation to cease, and for the overspreading of abominations, he shall make it desolate, even until the consummation that <coughs> shall be poured on the earth. Uh, you get that? There's a lot of weeks and a lot of time to think about. All right, so. Gabriel tells Daniel, for your information, there's 70 weeks. And the starting of that countdown is when they give the command to do what? Start building the city. Rebuild Jerusalem. All right? Now, we know Jerusalem is all torn down, right? It's a mess. So all of a sudden, Gabriel says, I want you to start counting down. And when the command comes, and it comes from the king of Persia. All right, Babylon fell, right? And the Persians and Medes took it over. The king of Persia says, yeah, you guys can go home and rebuild your city. Right? So as soon as that command is made, we start a countdown. going to be, he says, 70 weeks. So he says, first, we got 
seven weeks. And then we got three score. Anybody know what that is? A score is 20. Three score would be 60. 60. 60 how many? Three score and two, right? 62 weeks. Seventy weeks, right? Yes. And then over here he says there's seven and sixty-two, sixty-nine, right? There's sixty-nine weeks. So, how are we going to think about this? This is not obvious when you read it. You scratch your head and say, "You mean it took them seven weeks?" To rebuild the whole city? No. It took them 69. It says after seven weeks, they're going to rebuild the whole city, and then you're going to go 62 weeks until Messiah. So in seven weeks, we rebuild Jerusalem. And then along will come Messiah. We know that was Jesus, okay? So. There's a problem with the idea of weeks here. And the way they're trying to explain it is what we call special language, special talk. So a week is seven years. If, if in one week are seven years, right? So how many is there in seven weeks? 490 weeks or 490 years. Okay. And so the weeks is actually a count of seven. So you got 70 seven-year periods. So he says in seven weeks, which is seven times seven, it's 49. So in 49 weeks, they're going to rebuild Jerusalem. How many weeks in a year? take them to rebuild if it's, if it's 49 weeks. Almost a whole year. Almost a whole year. Alright. Alright. So, uh, well, that's if it were weeks. But it's actually a year. Right? So it's 7 times 7 is 49 years. Right? Okay. Now, Jerusalem is rebuilt in 49 years. That sounds about right. Now we're going to go 62 weeks, which is how many? So we got 62 times 7. 434. 434. 434 years. Okay. How many years all together? Um, 9, 4, 13. 
Ninety-three. Now the total number of years was how many? Four ninety, right? So we got four ninety, and then you got four eighty-three. What's left over? So, here's what happens. King of Persia says, we're going to go home and rebuild. It's going to take them 49 years to rebuild Jerusalem back up. And anybody know where it says that in the Bible? Two books. Ezra and Nehemiah. Ezra goes back and starts to build and then Nehemiah comes along and builds the wall. There's two books in the Old Testament. So those are the guys that do it. It takes them 49 years to do it. And now he says 62 weeks later, or we say 434 years later, along comes Messiah, Jesus. And what does it say happens to him? Verse 26 after three score and two weeks shall Messiah be cut off, but not for himself. What does it mean? He's going to die. He's going to be cut off. He's going to die, but he's not dying for himself. Who's he dying for? Yeah, he's dying for us. But he's going to be cut off. He's going to die. And it's going to take care of all the sin problems and all the mess. So, there's seven years left. Jesus dies at that time, 483 years after the command to build, rebuild Jerusalem. So now Daniel knows exactly when Jesus is going to be born. Has anybody ever known that yet? No. no. All the prophets were told, he's coming, he's coming, the Messiah's coming, he's going to be born in Bethlehem, he's going to uh, do this, he's going to do that, but nobody said when. Now Gabriel says, I'm here to give you information and tell you exactly when Jesus is born. So if you go back to the command to build, you go 483 years later, Jesus dies on the cross, it'll come right up on the calendar that way. Jesus died on the cross, so they know exactly when the Messiah is coming. And when Jesus came, did they think he was the Messiah? No. Why not? Because he was born in a barn. Why not? <laughs> Why did they fail to know? He wasn't royal. Or rich. He was Because they didn't read the Bible. Uh, it says right here, we didn't figure it out. We sat here and figured it out. So when the Messiah is cut off, that's 483 years after. So they could have gone back and said, well, we know the command was made, and so this guy dies on this day. We know he's the Messiah. But they didn't because they didn't bother to read. They thought they had all the answers, and they didn't. Always a failure to study the Bible will really put you behind. Now, question is... What happens to the next seven years? Ben. This is where it gets tricky. Is that seven years after he 
So he dies on the 483rd year. So Jesus dies. Now there's seven more years because there's 70 weeks, right? 490 years. There's seven more years. Where did they go? What happened? <coughs> there's seven years left. When Jesus dies on the cross, all right, when he dies on the cross, uh, time is suspended. Right. Time is suspended. The passing of the 70 weeks goes by. All right. When Jesus dies, it stops the clock. So Jesus dies and it stops the clock. Because when Jesus dies, everybody gets a chance to repent. And we've still got that chance. We're still in between 483 and the last seven years. Right. So, so the question is, when's the last time? Well, he tells us in verse 27, he shall confirm the covenant with many for one week. So what's a week? Seven years. Who's this guy who's going to confirm a covenant? In the midst of the week, he shall cause the sacrifice, the oblation to cease, for the overspreading of abominations. Somebody really bad. He's a bad character, all right? So let's take a look and see what these are, all right? Revelation chapter 12. Revelation 12. Somebody read verse 6. Whoever is, I don't know where we are. And the woman fled into the wilderness where she had the place prepared for God, of God, that they should feed her there 1,200 and three All right, now let's really get mathematical, shall we? 1,200 days plus. 1,260 days. So there's 30... 30 days in a month. In the Jewish calendar. 30, ours is different, all right? But in theirs, there's 30 days in a month. So 30 goes into that... Exactly. 
something's going to happen. Matthew 24, I'll show you what's going to happen. Matthew 24, verse 21. You can leave. Matthew chapter 24. Yep, verse 21. For, for then shall be great tribulation, such as was not since the beginning of the world to this time, no more ever shall be. And 22. And except those days should be shortened, and there should be no flesh be saved, but for the elect those shall be short. So, there's three and a half years this woman is hiding. So there's how many more in this seven years left? There's another three and a half years. Right? So, when Messiah died, they stopped the clock on the 70 weeks. We've got the 69 weeks here. we still got a week or seven years to go. It, Messiah dies, Jesus dies on the cross, it stops the clock. We're waiting for the clock to start on the 70 weeks. And so what he says is there's going to come a man who's going to make an agreement, a covenant with God. Not with God, but with the Jews. He makes a covenant and then he breaks it. All right, so for three and a half years, the church hides... And then for three and a half more years, it's the more trouble than has ever been in the whole time of this world. Jesus says it's going to be the worst time in the world that the world has ever seen for three and a half years. So we got three and a half years, hide the church. Three and a half years, more trouble than you've ever seen before. It's because this guy comes named Antichrist. The mouth and the horn. Yes. You learned about him, the little horn that grew up big, right? That's Antichrist. When he shows up in the world, he's going to start the clock again. For how long? Seven years. First three and a half years. It's not too bad. The church is kind of hid out of the way, and we make it okay. And then comes the last three and a half years, and it's the worst time in the history of the world. There'll never be a more horrible time 
to live than that three and a half years. Right. So, Daniel is 70 weeks. 69 weeks, Jesus dies, right? One more week. When does it start? The clock stops. Finally starts again when the Antichrist comes, and he's here for seven years, three and a half of those years, or 1,260 days, right? The church is okay. It's doing all right. It's surviving. But then the worst time in the history of humankind comes in the last three and a half years. And Jesus said, if we didn't stop it, everybody would die. How bad it gets. Everybody would die. That's the last week. All right, so we are now in between week 69 and week 70. Waiting for? The Antichrist. Antichrist. He's the sign that time has come to an end. When he appears on the scene and shows himself, he's going to say, make the oblation cease. What's an oblation? Sacrifice. sacrifice. Where do you suppose they're sacrificing? In the temple, it says. Is there a temple now in Jerusalem? They did rebuild it, and then the Romans came and destroyed it again. So there's no temple now. So sometime we know this. Between now and then, they're going to rebuild the temple in Jerusalem. They're going to start making sacrifices. Now, there are people with plans to do that, but nobody's ever done it yet. When that happens, it sets it up for Antichrist. So how do we know when the end of the world is coming? They rebuild the temple. And how are we sure the 70th week comes? Last seven years, Antichrist shows up. So Daniel has been told exactly when they'll rebuild Jerusalem, which is what, 49 years, right? Exactly when Jesus will die, 483 years, and then he's told there's one more seven-year period, which closes the end of the world. And that's when Antichrist comes and for seven years, he'll be on the world scene. First seven years, everybody will think, oh, he's peaceful, he's nice, let's all follow him. And people from all over will follow him, and then they'll find out he was not what he said he was. He's a bad apple. And he's going to attack Jerusalem in the end, get a whole bunch of armies and move on Jerusalem. And that's when Jesus comes back with his army, he doesn't really need an army. says he'll destroy them with hailstones that are 100 pounds. How big have you ever seen a hailstone? You ever seen them that big? I've only seen hailstones. There are places where there have been big, as big as baseball to make them. But do you know how big a hundred pounder is? That's like a boulder. A bowling ball, no. And so he says when Antichrist's army gets up and they get destroyed by Jesus, when he comes, there'll be so much blood 
It'll come up to the bridles on the horses. In other words, they're really. They're really gonna destroy Antichrist and his forces. That's what's coming. Daniel was told that those people, that guy's coming. That's the last seven-year period in the history of the world until Jesus comes. So Daniel knows an awful lot now. He knows a lot more than anybody else knew. Because who told him? Gabriel. Gabriel said, hey, I'll tell you what's going to happen. Did you notice why he was told? He was praying, right? He was praying, and Gabriel had to tap him on the shoulder, get him to stop praying, and he said, I'm here for give you some information, and you're greatly beloved. Or in other words, God really thinks you're just wonderful. So he's giving you this information. So Daniel got information directly from Gabriel, which came directly from God about the end of the world. Things that you and I are still going to see maybe in our lifetime. Maybe more likely you than me. Alright? Maybe more likely so it's important for you to know what's coming. And Daniel just told you if you can do the math. Did the math pretty good. We got through it. Okay? Thank you.